The views expressed on the Own It podcast are that of Gunnar Esiason and his guests, and not necessarily those of the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Nothing in the Own It podcast should be considered medical advice. Such advice can only be given by a physician who is experienced with cystic fibrosis. The Boomer Esiason Foundation, Gunnar Esiason, and his guests cannot be held responsible for any damage which may result from using the information on this podcast without the permission of your medical doctor. You're listening to the Own It podcast, presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation. Now, here's Gunnar Esiason. Hello, everyone. I'm Gunnar Esiason. Thank you for joining us for episode four of the Own It podcast series presented by the Boomer Esiason Foundation and Gunnar Esiason. This podcast is made possible by an unrestricted educational grant from Novartis. I'm excited to get the Own It podcast series up and running again with our first episode of the new year. Today, I'm happy to welcome Julia Ray. Julia is 23, a CF patient, a senior at Fordham University, and holds the title of Miss Philadelphia 2015. If that's not enough, she's also preparing for the Rutgers Half Marathon this year and competing for Team Boomer. I think it goes without saying how impressive she is. Julia considers herself to be an advocate for CF patients, and I can tell you she's doing a really great job in that department. <clears throat> in order to remain compliant with the National Cystic Fibrosis Guidelines on Patient Interaction and Cross-Infection, Julia and I are using Google Hangout to conduct this podcast. Julia, I know I touched on uh, this in the opening, but why don't you give our uh, listeners a little bit about yourself and uh, say hi. Sure. Hi, everyone. Uh, thanks for having me, Gunnar. I am Miss Philadelphia 2015, and I've had some pretty cool opportunities to shine a spotlight on CF, and I'm looking forward to doing more of that as we take on 2016. All right. Well, awesome. I want to get right into this pageant stuff right away. Uh, I definitely never met a, you know, a pageant winner in my life. Uh, I was pretty familiar with the movie Miss Congeniality. It was definitely a guilty pleasure of mine when I was younger for some reason. I guess I loved Sandra Bullock. I guess that's... Definitely not hard to say. Um, and I used to think the movie was hilarious. So I want to know, what is it like being crowned a pageant winner for an entire city? Not going to lie, it's pretty awesome. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I have great sponsorships in the city of Philadelphia. I won over $10,000 in scholarship money when I was crowned. And uh, the glamorous part, I, I get dresses sent for events and, and my makeup and hair done when I when I hit the town, um, but it's also a year of service, so I'm serving the city of Philadelphia, and it's a, a lot of fun. Right, so we'll get back to that service part in a minute, <clears throat> but I want to know, uh, you obviously saw the Steve Harvey fiasco, right? Oh, yes. So I, I want to know what that, what was going through your mind? I, uh, I have to say I've never felt more awkward for anyone in my entire life. Oh, my heart was breaking for those girls, for both of them, really, but I've been first runner-up before. Um, and it's not the most fun place to be. And then to have the crown taken off your head um, on international television, probably not the best feeling in the world. So I, I was just so sad for everyone involved and mortified for Steve Harvey, but more heartbroken for the girls. <laughs> I think they, I think they handled it pretty well uh, after the, after the little incident, though. Um, I guess in all true, things considered. In true beauty queen fashion. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so a little bit more on the service here. As uh, Miss as Miss Philadelphia, there's obviously a lot more to this than just the actual pageant itself. Uh, you make it seem like a full-time job. What are what are your responsibilities? Sure. Well, the national platform for the Miss America organization is the Children's Miracle Network. So uh, appearing at the hospitals is a large aspect of the job. Uh, something that kind of goes hand in hand with my personal platform, which of course is cystic fibrosis. So. I've been working with the Children's Hospital of Philadelphia my entire year, which has been really the highlight of the year for me. And I've been able to even keep in touch with 
uh, some of the patients and their families, and that's the best part about the crown. Uh, I actually don't even wear the crown there. I just let them try it on all day. Oh, that's pretty cool. Um, so now when you go into the hospitals, obviously that's it's a little bit of an unsafe zone for someone with CF. How do you uh, how do you how do you sort of protect yourself? Well, we uh, the way we do it is I am usually in the Ryan Seacrest Voice Center uh, at CHOP, and we have patients come down as long as they're not uh, under precautions. And I typically send up cards for all the CF patients on the floors, and we have a closed circuit radio station at CHOP that I'm able to talk to everyone on, and I sing for them too. So <laughs> oh, that's pretty cool. That's uh, that's actually pretty awesome. Um, all right, so now on top of all this, you also you go to college. Um, so how have you been able to do all this and manage your CF, manage your, your studies, and, and really everything that goes along with just basically your entire life, I guess? <laughs> uh, I'd be lying if I said I got it right all the time, but I love treatments on the go. I'm constantly doing my portable nebulizer in the car, and um, I, I think the biggest thing for me is making my health the priority because then everything else uh, can follow. So uh, that's something I've learned through the years, though, for sure. Yeah, I totally agree. The health has to be the priority. And uh, mobile treatments are are easily one of my favorite pastimes, I think, in a, in a car ride. Um, so now, what are, you, uh, what are you studying in college? I'm studying communications. Cool. And have you thought about what you want to be when you grow up? I was, uh, personally, I wanted to be an astronaut. That didn't work out exactly as I planned, but um, <laughs> I can still dream. Yes, well, uh, my dream is probably equally as unrealistic as astronaut, but um, my passion is in the arts, so acting and singing. Um, I think I went for communications uh, to be a practical artist uh, <laughs> mm -hmm. as a fallback, but um, definitely getting back into acting and and recording my own music. So. All right, awesome. How did you uh, how did you get started in that? I've been singing since I really, my mom says since I learned how to talk. Uh, I lived in LA for a couple of years recording music professionally and uh, before college. So I've been pursuing it really my whole life. And then I wanted a college degree for sure. So I kind of put it on the back burner. All right, cool. Well, I, I have to tell you, you did a way better job with uh, the sing for CF uh, than I did. <laughs> I, uh, fortunately, I sound like a dying animal when I try to sing. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, I have to imagine being compliant with your treatments is very important to all this. Um, wouldn't you agree? Oh, absolutely. I, uh, my doctor, Thomas Scanlon, I've been with him my entire life. Um, he and I have a great relationship, but he also commends me for my level of just adherence to my care. So I am the biggest proponent of, of staying compliant. It's so important uh, in order for all of us to kind of pursue our biggest dreams. Yeah, I totally agree. I think compliancy definitely opens uh, the door to tons of opportunities, and uh, without that compliancy, um, you know, those opportunities just kind of fall by the wayside. So uh, that's what we like to do. We like to do our treatments. Um, so now here's a big question. Um, this is something that I always get. Um, how did you manage the transition from high school to college? Um, this seems like a, a major stress point for a lot of CF families, and it definitely is. Uh, I remember my transition to Boston College was uh, definitely not the easiest. I, I had a few bumps in the road, but uh, like I, you know, like I always take adversity. Those are learning moments. Um, those are moments that grow, and uh, I sort of just want to get your opinion on on the transition as well. Yeah, it was a huge learning moment for me as well. I uh, it was the first time I was living with 
other girls. So it was that was a big transition in itself, but it kind of made the the fact that my peers didn't have to do treatments that was more in my face than ever. Uh, so admittedly, I started slacking on my treatments right when I moved to New York City, and I ended up in the hospital my first semester. So I definitely learned my lesson pretty quickly. You see, learn the hard way. Um, yeah. So, so you did live with a roommate your first your freshman year or your first year uh, in the city. How many how many roommates did you have? I had three. Oh, yeah, three right away. Wow. Um, yeah, so that's definitely a pretty significant. Lesson. I only had one, so I can't even imagine what it must have been like. Um, now, more towards the academic side of things. Uh, do your professors know that you have CF, and you know, is that part of your relationship with them? Yeah. Initially, I was against the idea, but my parents just forced me to talk to my advisors and my deans and my professors about CF and I'm so glad they did because that first semester um, I was in the hospital right before finals but I was able to finish the semester strong because they knew going into it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I actually neglected to talk to my professors about it uh, my first semester of college and it sort of came back to bite me. Um, so by the second semester, everyone sort of knew what the deal was. Um, so now what advice do you have for people with CF that are about to go into their freshman year uh, next fall? I think taking it all in stride is the most important thing. It's a huge transition for anyone uh, and then layer on top having to deal with cystic fibrosis is just um, kind of an extra stress. So mm -hmm. uh, definitely stick to your treatments. I mean as tempting as it is to start slacking uh, you'll be better off in the long run if you just stick stick them out. Uh, it is what we have to do, and you'll be able to enjoy every independence and freedom that comes with college more if you are compliant. I totally agree. Uh, the best piece of advice I ever got uh, before heading off to college was to make sure that I always hit both treatment sessions during the day. Um, I also sort of learned the hard way that if I didn't listen to that, I would be, you know, hating myself the next morning. Um, so, you know, no matter what time it was, I was always getting that second treatment session, whether it was right before dinner, right after I finished my work, or, you know, right after I was uh, getting getting home from going out or something like that. Uh, I always make sure that I, I got it done whenever I needed to do that. Um, so a little bit more about going out and stuff like that. Uh, college definitely revolves around the social scene to some extent. Uh, what has that been like for you? Yes. Uh, and my friends would probably call me the most social person that they know. Mm -hmm. I, it doesn't take much convincing for me. But... I also know uh, that it takes a bit more for me to recover if I'm, you know, even those nights where, especially for girls, we get home, but then we end up staying and talking mm -hmm. until 4, 4 a.m. Uh, I think just knowing uh, yourself is the best way to go about it. You know, I'm friends with a lot of professional dancers, and the same goes for them. Like, if they have an audition the next day, they know when they need to be home and in bed, and I just think knowing, knowing your limit. I don't like that sounds horrible, but <laughs> mm -hmm. um, is is the best way to go about it. Just being conscious of and being responsible. I guess it just comes down to being an adult uh, and knowing when to when to head home. <laughs> well, yeah, certainly what college is all about is definitely finding uh, finding out how to be how to be an adult and where you know, like you said, your limit, but. I like to say, there's a fine line between you know pushing yourself a little too hard and and uh, and knowing what what is within the realm of responsibility. And I think uh, really one of the only ways one only one the only way to really find that out is by is by I guess 
you know, experiencing it. Um, so a little bit more on the social scene here. I uh, I get tons of Ask Gunner emails through my blog. Uh, my super original email address where you can ask Ask Gunner uh, blog questions is actually Gunner's blog at Asiasin.org. It's super original. Um, and these questions all have to do with the dating scene. For some reason, people think I'm like Dr. Love. So uh, I want to get another opinion on this, and uh, so I'm not really the only one sharing my methods. So uh, here you go. You ready to uh, talk about this a little bit? All right, let's do it. All right, cool. So uh, let's say you're on a first date. Are you open with uh, your your date about you having CF, or uh, are you open about being Miss Philadelphia? I feel like being a public figure uh, definitely might complicate some things. For sure. Uh, I guess it's just uh, based on the the person and how we met, and mm -hmm. um, but typically I don't bring it up on on the first date. Mm -hmm. It's it is funny though if I know that they've Googled me, I know that they know. <laughs> So it's kind of this elephant in the room, but mm -hmm. there's a level of seriousness that I think talking about CF brings to like the beginning of a relationship mm -hmm. that I think is unnecessary. And so I usually don't bring it up on the first date unless it comes up naturally and they ask me um, a question that leads to it. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you. I think it's definitely something that, while it is a part of, of me, uh, I definitely don't think it's the full story. Um, right. But like you said, a simple Google search can really yield a lot of information on the internet out there. Um, which, which is, is good, which, it's a good and a bad thing, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Like I, I just read your most recent blog. It's not a cookie cutter disease, so it's, it's hard because when people Google it, it seems that way. I think, and um, they sometimes may not understand that there's so many layers of complexity. Yeah, exactly. I think I, I really think in order to know what the disease is like, you actually have to talk to someone with it. It's not, you know, a, a Wikipedia search will, you know, it'll scare the hell out of you. Um, mm -hmm. So that's, that's a very good point. Um, so now, do you look for sympathy from a, a potential suitor since you have CF? Uh, or do you think you deserve to be treated like anyone else? Ooh, definitely no sympathy. Um, I, I don't really like, I, I mean, I initially was never open about CF. Uh, because I never wanted anyone to discount me or think that I wanted pity um, by talking about it. So I for sure would never discuss it with a potential suitor for that reason. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I think the best reaction that I've gotten from uh, dates uh, and the one that I respect the most is when they uh, kind of find it interesting and cool that I've chosen to be an advocate for it. Mm -hmm. um, so. I, I think that's the reaction that I prefer. Yeah, I totally agree. Also, like when people ask the right questions. I think there's a there are definitely right questions and wrong questions, and the people who really nail the right questions to ask are the ones that you can tell are sort of interested at least. Um, all right, so do you think uh, certain people are more compatible for people with CF, or uh, do you think anything can work? Gosh, uh, that's such a good question. I think they're... I think I'm sure there are people that are more willing to uh, pull back the curtain, if you will, um, mm -hmm. more than others are. So I guess that person would probably stick it out longer. Um, someone that's patient and and compassionate, and uh, I guess just willing to take on that battle. I mean, for me, I think no one no one's tomorrow is guaranteed, and everyone has their own battle, and um, and ours is just there and out, out up front, we're upfront about it. So I think it would be unfair for people to 
discount a CF patient because they have CF, uh, if that makes sense. But I, I understand how overwhelming it can be. Yes, I totally understand what you're saying. <clears throat> I think compassionate people are probably a little more understanding uh, in that respect. But uh, like you said, it definitely shouldn't be a you know a giant X on our you know on our on our resume, so to speak. Right. <laughs> um, all right. So enough of that. Uh, let's make a seamless transition here to some very important people in your life. Your brothers. Uh, here at the BEF, we are featuring CF siblings. Uh, my sister actually, who doesn't have CF, just spearheaded that effort with a podcast at the end of January talking about her role in my support system in the fight against CF. So I want to know what your relationship uh, is like with your brothers. Yeah, absolutely. We're so close. Uh, I talk to both of them every day, um, especially when they know that I'm going out. <laughs> mm -hmm. They like to call while I'm out. Uh, and my brother, Will, has CF. He's two, older, two years older than I am. Uh, and we, we share a bond by virtue of just sharing the battle against CF and... My oldest brother, James, does not have CF, and he is just, I, by virtue of having two chronically ill uh, siblings, mm -hmm. so compassionate. And when I'm in the hospital, I mean, he goes above and beyond, uh, and especially, not only for me, but, like, the nursing staff. So they're very supportive of the fight, and we're all, I think it's only brought us closer as siblings. I totally agree. My, uh... My sister once actually had a really mature moment when we were really young, and she told me that, well, Gunnar, you know, it's, it's us two versus the world, so I have to imagine that uh, you must feel the same way uh, with your brothers. Um, but more about that, I'm, I, you know, I'm, as an older brother, it's, it's an unwritten responsibility to be extremely protective of my sister. Um, you know, she's, she, I feel like she always has a boyfriend, and you know, I really only like a handful of them. Uh, so uh, I can only imagine how protective they must be of you, given that you have CF. Yes. Uh, gosh, you're lucky that she's lucky that you've liked a handful of them. I haven't gotten any that they like. <laughs> um, they are very protective of me, um, and I really wouldn't have it any other way. I kind of I love having two built-in bodyguards. <laughs> That's definitely that must be nice. Um, all right, so uh, now you're thinking about running the Rutgers half marathon. Um, when is that? It is April seventeenth. Oh, wow, it's actually. I'm actually. Glad it's not a, a video um, because I squeezed in my training run for today before this. So, <laughs> oh, well done. That's awesome. I uh, definitely jealous of your desire to run. Personally, I hate running. Uh, I find my exercise and cardio in different different ways. Uh, but a half marathon. That's really impressive. That's really impressive. Uh, why would you ever want to do that to yourself? <laughs> I mean, I find myself asking that same question as I start training. But uh, I. Don't like running at all either, but I also don't like CF, and uh, <laughs> so I figured I might as well just power through. And I'm using it as a metaphor for the fight against CF, and just kind of trucking along, and figure might as well improve my lung function while I'm fighting for a cure. Awesome. Now is this your first half marathon? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> and do you have any more goals beyond that, or do you, do you sort of feel like you're going to fall in love with running? Yeah, I mean, just a week and a half into training, I understand the runner's high. Um, so I, my goal is is the New York Marathon in November. So, wow, that is talk to me on April eighteenth. Okay, okay. <laughs> we'll we'll see how that we'll see how the Rutgers half marathon goes. Yeah, we'll, we'll baby steps. Um, you gotta walk before you can crawl here. Do you have a Do you have a, a goal in mind as far as time? Or are we still too early in the process here? 
we're just trying to uh, make it to the finish line here. Just trying to finish. Okay, that's, good enough, that's good enough of a goal for me. Um, all right, so to our listeners out there, uh, I want you guys to make sure that you check out Julia's fundraising page. It will have that link in the write-up that goes along with this podcast. Um, so before we let you go here, Julia, we like to do uh, something fun with our with our guests. Uh, we do a little game, the word association, then trivia. All right, so you ready for that? Yes. I right, cool. So for the word association, so I'm going to give you a word. Take a moment, think, and then whatever the first phrase or, or single word that comes to your mind is, just give it right back to me, all right? Okay. Okay, so the first word is vest. Uh, I'm really good at this game, I swear. <laughs> um, bah. I don't know. That's what I did as a child, so that's what comes to mind. <laughs> okay. Well, that's cute. Um, okay, next word is antibiotics. Um, ugh, gross. Okay, lovely. Um, <laughs> I guess I could have said life-saving. Um, okay, life we'll take that one, too. <laughs> uh, annoying as a singer. Annoying. <laughs> First person to ever think her lungs are annoying. Those are organs that make your body Oh, work. I thought you said cough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, how about, okay, so, all right, so we'll, we'll redo this here. Okay, so, okay. Um, so lung. <laughs> Air. <laughs> Air. Okay, great. Uh, all right. Steve Harvey. Oh, I can't. Um, bad host. <laughs> bad host. Okay. Well, someone's salty. All right. Um, okay, now for the trivia here. Um, are you ready? I'm so ready to redeem myself now. <laughs> okay, so I told you I was a huge fan of Miss Congeniality. Um, I hope when I told you that uh, when I first contacted you that you looked up the movie or at least saw the movie again. So <laughs> we're gonna dive into this. Okay. What is Sandra Bullock's character's name in the movie? Oh Lord. Um. I know she's Miss Rhode Island, right? Uh, no. <laughs> no, she's not even Miss Rhode Island. <laughs> nope. Wow, Gunner, you're. Oh, wow. I have no idea. Wait. No, it's not going to come to me. Okay, so the next question was actually what state does she represent? So oh, it's not I Rhode already Island. got that wrong. <laughs> oh, we, have, we have 49 other possible states and a district, <laughs> or I guess uh, whatever they call it. Okay. Uh, hmm. What is she? Miss? Oh, gosh. Just think about the kind of person she is in the movie. She's not Miss New York. No, but you're getting closer. Oh, she's Miss New Jersey. Yes, there you go. <laughs> wow, I'm pathetic. <laughs> okay, so we really struggled through that part. Um, uh, I'm going to let you know that you were actually the first person to ever get a trivia question wrong on the podcast. Oh, here. great. I um, take that with me. That's so perfect. maybe we'll have you on another time to try to redeem yourself. Um, but before we let me go here, uh, is there anything that you want to say to our listeners uh, and maybe redeem yourself for your the travesty <laughs> that was the trivia portion of this? this, this no moment. pressure. <laughs> Uh, just check out my uh, Facebook page, and uh, I'll be blogging about my training for uh, Team Boomer, and just keep track, and hopefully I'll see you at the New York Marathon in November. All right, awesome. Well, we definitely look forward to that. Uh, thank you again, Julia, for taking the time to talk to us today. And I'd also like to thank Novartis for making this possible with an unrestricted educational grant. Remember, you can always send me an email at gunnersblog at asiason.org. If you want me to blog about anything specific, or I guess podcast about anything specific, uh, specific. I'm not sure if podcast is even a verb, but I guess I just made that a verb. And uh, this has been Gunnar Sison for the Own It podcast series presented by the Boomer Sison Foundation at GunnarSison.com.
Thanks for listening and breathe easy. You've been listening to Gunnar Esiason's Own It podcast. If you would like more information on cystic fibrosis or the Boomer Esiason Foundation, please visit our website at www.esiason.org.